Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. What's up, y'all? It's your man, Ernest. You love Ernest. Same guy, different name. Back again with another episode of the Let's Talk About It podcast. All right. So, three familiar topics. Kevin Hart, R. Kelly, Nicki Minaj. Three people I've talked about. You know, I was just talking about R. Kelly. I got more, uh, some more R. Kelly talk I will discuss in this episode. But um, right now, I want to talk about Kevin Hart once again. Uh, with this whole apology thing, this whole exposing of his old homophobic tweets and just old tweets in general, and just people really uh, trying to get Kevin Hart the fuck up out of here. Now he went on Ellen and discussed, uh, and yeah, that 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 thing. I mean, all his his big interviews, really, um, but. <laughs> Even though it seemed very staged, the whole Ellen situation was very staged, very rehearsed. Um, still there, I still feel as though he represented himself uh, the way that obviously he wanted to put himself out, out there to be. But also in a good light. He did the same thing when he was talking to uh, uh, Homeboy on Good Morning America as well. Uh what's his name chad johnson or something if i'm getting it fucked up oh well but um basically it sparked this idea and this question that i have to uh ask you all and of course with every question that i ask of you all i answer myself right um does kevin hart have to keep apologizing for past offensive tweets does he have to, especially the ones about him son um, not wanting his son to be gay or saying if he saw his son wearing a dress or whatever, he'd say that's gay or, you know, some shit like that. Just homophobic tweets and just offensive tweets in general. Should Kevin Hart have to continuously apologize? Uh, now, again, my answer for this situation is if you're sincere about an apology no matter what was done if you're sincere about it then you should always be sorry for it and i'm not saying kevin hart isn't sincerely sorry for it i don't know his true intentions he could be could be not be um all i'm saying is if you're really serious sorry about it and it keeps being brought up within interview after interview after whatever press conference or press uh you're doing for whatever movie or whatever you're doing you're trying to promote um and then instead of people talking about said movies said stand-up special said whatever uh they keep just bringing up these old tweets as annoying as it may be for him to say hey you know I already discussed this I already apologized for it uh blah 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 you know I'm sorry. It may be annoying. And he has every right to feel like it is annoying. He has every right to feel 
like the questions and people just continuously bringing him up uh, is a nuisance on his life. But once again, if you're sincerely apologetic about it, you just have to, you know, as I mean, not as rehearsed, but as annoying as those same questions come, you just have to give the same response. And the response he's given is, I've learned from that. I'm sorry. I'm trying to move on. Well, I've grown from that. You know, let's move on from that. I don't think there'd be a problem if he would just say that same rehearsed answer over and over and over again. Now, people are going to say things like, well, you don't mean it because you that's the same answer uh, verbatim, even that you said to this last reporter. My response, if I was Kevin Hart, was, well, you guys keep asking the same question. And you're it's it's almost as if it's one you're trying to catch me in a lie, because when people question somebody on the same thing, whether they form the question the same way or they form it in a different way, it's because they're trying to catch them in a lie. You know, um. I, I'm not, you know, your super duper psychology mate. Uh, you know, I did psychology, a major in psychology though. I'm saying I'm not going to be Mr. Doctor this or that, or, you know, the person you should go to for all your psychology slash, you know, uh, you know, mind tricks types, <laughs> type of, uh, questions you may have, but, uh, that is definitely something that, uh, especially those who work in criminal justice uh, in a police force, that is a tactic that they do. Um, they'll question you. They'll have other people ask the same question to see if you even remembered your response to the last person or if it's not other people asking those same questions. It's not the same questions at the same time. It's not like you have this... Uh, male and then it's female and then they're in the room together and then they you know the woman asks you a question and then two minutes later the male asks you the same exact question the woman asks you just to see no that's too easy what they'll do is once again if you're getting interrogated or investigated or whatever and I am not in any way shape or form trying to tell y'all to lie whatever info they got you got and if it's incriminating shit you might as well comply all that, that's all I'm going to say. Um, but anyways, they'll do is they'll, ha- they'll have someone ask you a question and then blah, say blah. Probably some other time they're in- investigating you. They'll wait some time. They'll wait for time to pass. Get someone else to either ask same question or to word it differently to see if you come up with a different answer. They'll, uh, they already know your answer, by the way. But they're just asking it differently or they're having someone else to ask the same question just to try to jam you up okay again i'm not trying to tell anybody out there to lie to the cops to lie to you know the da to lie to whoever's asking these questions all i'm saying is when people who aren't um you know them you know the the the, the you know criminal justice folks If you're not the authorities or police, if you're not, if you're asking, yeah, they do this. They ask the questions and see if they try to catch you in a lot. But these people, I feel as though 
One of the reasons why they continuously ask Kevin Hart the same old question over and over again uh, is to see if he's going to lie. Which, again, if he keeps giving you the same answer and over and over again, uh, there has to be some point to where you're you you have to believe that his response is true. Uh, And his track record has shown that he hasn't made jokes like that since the time those jokes were exposed. Uh, So since the times those jokes were made, he hasn't made jokes like that is what I'm saying. So obviously the man's actions are following his words. Another reason why they continuously do this to Kevin Hart. Uh, it's because of a control thing. Kevin Hart is, he is apologetic about it, but then he wasn't at first. That's number one. He said he wasn't going to be at first. He's also not out here begging for forgiveness. He's apologizing, but he's not begging for forgiveness. What these motherfuckers want is for Kevin Hart to beg for their forgiveness. They want to have control over Kevin Hart. I went through this a bunch of times, but a bunch, a lot of these cancel culture people, they only, their, their thing isn't, oh, this is offensive to these people. They mask their supposed support of cancel culture or just canceling of celebs behind, oh, because I am a a a you know a, a true believer in equality i'm a true believer in this or i truly believe in women's rights i truly believe in uh you know not offended the lgbt community all those things sound great for somebody to believe in but what it really is is part of it is just people who don't have control who feel as though they don't have control over their life they don't like their life their situation so if they can take someone else down and get them to fail someone else mainly famous whether it be someone who appears to be uh in a higher tax bracket than them or someone who actually is in a higher tax bracket than them. as long as that person is famous too um they will take that person down or attempt to take that person down because again they're just it's it's all jealousy and 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 insecurity about their life that's part of it another part is stemming from that is this whole control thing it's this i want to i i feel as though i don't have control over my life or you know I'm unhappy, so I am going to cause... It's pretty much the same with what I was just saying, but I'm going to cause... Do whatever I can to cause the demise of this person and control their life because I, it'll make me feel as though I did that. Like, I was responsible for that. You know? There's a big-ass psychology behind it that no one is going to talk about but me because I'm the only real motherfucker willing to talk about it. Um... Also, the people who partake in it don't want to admit to it. So until we have 
an honest discussion would never be had between myself and these people or these people in general until they admit to it. And it's a bunch of people. It's a bunch of people with verified checks too. A bunch of people who you think should not be feeling as insecure or feeling or reacting the way that they are reacting when it comes to not just this Kevin Hart situation, but any other let's cancel these people situation. It says a lot about those individuals and, and how they truly feel about their life than it does the the uh, person they're trying to cancel and the, the person's actions, right? Whatever they did to get uh, to warrant some type of response of let's cancel them. Now, in no way, shape or form am I saying that people should not be canceled. People should not be held accountable for uh, the uh, fucked up things that they do or say. No. But all I'm saying is this idea that we don't want to. We meaning you, not me, but we don't want to let people grow or acknowledge the growth of individuals. Uh, it, it pretty much, it, you know. Again, that stems from people who have been stagnant for quite some time in their life and seeing other people grow. They don't want to acknowledge growth in other people because they themselves uh, themselves have not grown. So they don't think it's possible or they don't want to admit to someone else growing while they stay stayed stagnant and miserable because growing up is not easy it's not an easy thing people um growing up comes with a lot of realization self-actualization and realization of who the fuck you are the good and the bad so it is easier i can see why and I'm not saying that these people are what they're doing is right at all, but I see why somebody would be afraid to actually take those steps to grow. Um, because, um, there are qualities about ourselves that we just don't want to admit to. Some of us, just to say, just don't want to admit to because these are qualities that we are very vocal about not liking and under it up and not liking in other individuals so obviously if we don't like these certain qualities in other individuals we don't like those qualities within ourselves but some of us us meaning mainly you not me if this that applies to you but some of us have a hard time at admitting those qualities simply because we feel as though, you, you know, it's hard. It, I can't really tell you how, why, you know what I'm saying? That used to be me. I ain't going to front. That used to be me. But as I got older, man, it was just like, yo, I got to, I got to stop doing it. And it's, and I'm still at the point where it's like, I got to start doing this, stop doing this, start doing this, stop doing this, ease back on doing this, start doing these things more. You know, one of those things is being more understanding to people 
who I just feel are, to me, if I wasn't really understanding of cancel culture, folks, I'd say y'all some fucking idiots and miserable fuckheads that need to go off and die somewhere. Now, I am not going to act like I don't feel that way about a number of the folks who, who still partake in this cancel culture shit, because I just saw a bunch of people yesterday, uh, and this is relating to the, uh, not Kanye, but, uh, R. Kelly shit, uh, that the guy Torre, you know, the infamous, uh, R. Kelly, uh, you know, interview he did with him when he asked R. Kelly, you like teenage girls? And R. Kelly's response was, when you say teenage hold, you talking. The interviewer, that guy, that was Torrey. Well, supposedly, news got out that Torrey, you know, back in 2017, someone who used to work for him, uh, currently works for him, I don't know, some lady saying that he's guilty of sexual harassment. I saw this lady say, well, at first she goes, wow, this is shocking news, but I believe the woman. I clicked on the article and there was no proof of any of this being true at all. It was literally this woman's word over Torres. Now, Torres did put out a statement through his press uh, team or whatever saying that, um, you know, him and his, his, his co-workers, they joke around and maybe he said something to make this woman feel uncomfortable he wasn't aware of it at the time because this woman did not make it clear nor did anybody else when in this little uh joke uh made it clear that any of the jokes that he or anybody else in this this group joke whatever um was uncomfortable with said jokes now that's just a big understanding uh, under understanding if that is the case with Torre and this co-worker and yes I am not taking it, it her claims of sexual harassment could still be true but what could also be true is that Torre wasn't intentionally saying shit like girl I'd you know what I'm saying I'd eat your ass or girl I you know you got some nice lips I'd put my dick on them like even if it was some crazy <laughs> shit like that, I don't know what he said. Again, it ain't no statements were made. It was just, yeah, Torre sexually harassed me. These things would be considered sexual harassment, especially if the other party did not uh, take kindly to these statements. I get it. And I'm not saying Torre would be off the hook if that was the case. But let's not make it seem as though he was just out here unless more news comes out, of course. But let's not make it seem as though he was just out here telling women that he's going to nut on their lips. He's going to nut on their titties and shit. He's going to, you know what I'm saying, grab their ass and he's going to lick their, you know. If he was out here saying that shit and it wasn't. And he 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 considered it a joke, but these women clearly didn't take it as a joke. Obviously, sexual harassment. Obviously, Torre's uh, mistake or just just moron behavior of lack of awareness. Because when I've seen women react that way to uh, someone saying it, saying some you know lewd shit like that. Their facial expression, their body language said it all if the women didn't say it all. 
So if Torre said these things and these women did not make it clear vocally, they probably did through body language. But if they just laughed it off, but on the inside, they felt like they couldn't say anything because they're in fear of losing their job or whatever. Um, I understand that aspect. I understand it full heartedly. But at the same time, we have to be adults. We have to make these things clear. We cannot continue. This is why the R. Kelly situation continued on the way that it did. Because we cannot just sit idly by and let people get away with the smallest of things. Because of fear of losing a job. We cannot value money. And I get it. A lot of these work opportunities people have with people uh, who are famous or in the limelight or whatever... These are opportunities that may come once in a lifetime, may come once in a lifetime uh, or feel like it's a what once in a lifetime thing. But you have to value yourself before any of that. The dream you, you have to value who you are, your safety as an individual before the dream of the opportunities you will get being associated with this person that's all i gotta say about that i know that was totally different from um well the situation is totally different from kevin hart saying i don't want my son to be gay basically but uh, it it dealt with this woman uh, who i saw who will remain nameless because i don't i didn't really like check out her name i just looked at her profile picture looked at her comment and said man she's dumb Anyways, um, she just took the women's side and, and it's like, bruh, like you have no evidence whatsoever to prove that Torre, A, the statement he made admitted it, kind of admitted that, yeah, I probably did say some shit, wild shit. So I'm not even going to say that he, she didn't, she doesn't have proof that Torre did it or not. My thing is she doesn't have proof that Torre did it purposely was malicious his intent may have not been malicious just like Kevin Hart made it clear that his intent when he made those jokes was to get laughs not to be malicious now I'm not saying because their intent may not be as harmful that a lot of people are making it out to be that it doesn't take that it does take away from what they did what they did is what they did and if they said some fucked up shit they said some fucked up shit it doesn't take it away whether their intent was to was to actually say some fucked up shit or their attempt was to get laughs because in both situations kevin hart being a comedian said he just wanted to get laughs torre said this was a joking type of situation uh light-hearted situation so, with that being said, both situations were supposed to be jokes. So, again, that doesn't take it away from the reactions because people can react to however they want to about jokes. But if we're going to, with this Kevin Hart situation specifically, and anybody else, if we're going to continuously ask someone to apologize, and they are sincerely, I don't see the point in doing so. 
I really don't see the point if your point isn't to try because you just want to control over Kevin Hart. You because you got no control over your life, your own happiness. You just want to control Kevin Hart. That's number one. Again, if you sincerely want a sincere apology, sincere, uh, sincere, what's that word? Sincerity, whatever the fuck. If you want some, if you sincerely care about a situation or something and somebody shows you that they're seriously sorry, you're going to have to take it and move on. Really ain't no point in trying to pressure them to keep apologizing over and over and over again. You know, he says, he being Kevin says that he's on good terms with, you know, the Oscar people. So I don't know if the Oscar folks are behind this to try to tarnish his name. I do think he will eventually host the Oscars in the future when this shit dies down, when people decide um, they don't really give a fuck about it no more. Or if nobody brings it up. Or if Kevin does actually give in. Because so far, I'm still surprised. Just like I said a couple episodes ago. I'm still surprised at Kevin's response. I still think he's taking a... Maybe I'm sleeping on Kevin Hart. And maybe I'm I'm fucking up. But still, I always, for some reason, still get this vibe that Kevin Hart is, you know going to do and say anything to get in group graces of masses okay and when i say masses maybe some of y'all gonna know who the fuck i'm talking about but some of y'all probably not i don't really feel like explaining it too much but he gives me that type of vibe he's a company man I'm going to say that again, you, if you don't know that term, you could probably Google it or go on your favorite search engine and search up the term company, man. Um, but he's a company man. He gives me that company man type of vibe. Um, I actually was going to write about that. Um, and I might write about that, but you know, I might have to tweak that. So, I mean, if you want to check that out, just check out my blog illmindofernest.tumblr.com maybe a link in the description box maybe in my bio I don't know Uh, but you'll see when you see but for a guy who I think of as a company man a please don't be mad at me massa ass nigga he is responding like a real man (laughs) And again, uh, this is not to take away from Kevin Hart's manhood. I'm not saying that, oh, you just a little punk, you this, that. No. All I'm saying is, if he doesn't cave in and beg for forgiveness, because that's what they want, really, is to make this, especially this black man, beg for forgiveness. But they just want to make someone beg for forgiveness. Um, You know? um, But... If he doesn't do that, it'll be interesting to see what 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 else lies for for Kevin Hart. I think he has enough money. If he's not, you know, financially illiterate like Floyd, I think he has enough money to. I think he has enough fuck you money basically to say I don't need this shit from y'all. I can create my own spaces. 
I got my fans and people who are going to ride for me will ride for me. For those who don't, who've canceled me, go ahead and, you know, cancel your subscription from Kevin Hart. But don't try to act like a fan. You've always been a fan when I do something and you want to start riding for it. It's also gotten to the point now where I feel as though maybe it's going to be hard for Kev if he, uh, once again, I'm going to say this, I'm going to then go to the next next, uh, subject because I've already said what I said. I do think if you're sincere in your apology, once again, that you should continuously apologize no matter how annoying the situation is. Uh, Because to me, an apology, simply just saying, and obviously him proving it through actions already proved it but still if that's all people want is just for you to say sorry just say sorry and continue to show that you are sorry by doing what you've been doing it's that simple but i also understand that how annoying it is to get asked something over and over and over again and people either just doing it to try to catch you in a lie or they're doing it because they just want to see uh they just want to push buttons and see can i control you to do this that and the third um yeah that's that um but it is crazy to see because this new movie he's in with i forget dude's name but i feel like now they're going to attack everybody he does a movie with because of their hate for Kevin Hart it's the first time where I've seen somebody get on somebody for playing a disabled man a physically disabled man now I get it people talk about representation and they're saying things like oh why would you uh get somebody cast somebody who isn't you know this race to play uh this race of woman or man or whatever why would you cast a you know a man to play a woman when you could cast a woman to actually play this woman? Why would you cast this person to play a trans person when you can actually cast a trans person? Why are you not casting somebody who's actually in a electric wheelchair to play somebody who's in a an electric wheelchair? Uh who's physically handicapped basically. I get the questions but you guys were never asking these questions back then not even a year ago now that it's like oh my god kevin hart's in something we got to stop his money flow well we're taking this guy down that's in the movie with him stop it stop it because what cancel culture is turning into just a bunch of bitter motherfuckers who just want to destroy everybody else's life and again that's not all of the people who do this i understand why it is around and i am for the good reasons but i'm definitely not for the you know guilty by association type of things when again you only hate somebody because you cannot control like it's a lot of misdiagnosed people out there a part of this cancel culture crew 
who simply just need to talk to a therapist and get some shit off because they're unhappy. It all, it all starts at home at the end of the day. They're unhappy. They really are. And the sooner they get to speak to a therapist, this is why I wish healthcare was free because everyone would have access to a fucking therapist. Um, but, you know, the sooner they get to talk to one, the happier they would be. I'm not going to say it's going to be an overnight thing. Shit, it's not even an overnight thing for me. But you would be less bitter and miserable and less... You definitely would not be trying to purposely destroy the lives and reputations of individuals who have more money than you, who are more famous than you, uh, who seem to be living better than you because they don't have any financial worries or if they do have fa- if they do have financial troubles, they're not as harsh as your financial troubles. Or their living conditions are better than yours, right? And because of that, they are able, they can easily do things that they want to do because uh, they, again, they may not have the financial troubles you have and they don't have to worry about their next meal. They don't have to, all this shit that I can relate to that you may be going through, all the shit that I can definitely relate to. But you do not see me trying to take down everybody else because I may not be uh, uh, happy with my living conditions or I may not be happy with where I am in life. I continue to work. Work at achieving those goals. That's what I do. And again, a lot of a lot of people are part of this just need to talk to somebody. And they just need to have faith in themselves. A lot of it has to do with y'all not having faith in yourself. If you have faith in yourself, no matter what level you are in life, uh, you're definitely going to have a pride about yourself. You know, love for yourself. And when you're loving yourself and you have pride in yourself, you ain't got time to hate on motherfuckers who may be richer than you, maybe more famous than you. You ain't got the time for that. What you got time for is to make sure you're loving you. Where that means working at whatever goals that you want to work at to achieve those goals. Or to simply do things that you like doing. So, all over the place in this segment. But I say that I end this segment off to say this, people. Stop hating celebrities and start loving yourself. Once again, I cannot stress once again, if Kevin Hart or anybody in general, if you're really sincere about an apology, the number of times you have to apologize for said action should not matter at all. It shouldn't. But to those asking the questions... If you are sincere in wanting a, well, not just asking the questions, but if you're sincere in, you know, um, wanting an apology, 
It should be a one and done thing. It should be, I want, I, you know, if you are, you aren't a member of the LGBT community, really. I just want to know if you're sorry about, you know, X, Y, and Z. And if it's sincere, the response is sincere. No matter what it is, this situation may be. If the response is sincere, dead it. It's done. Dead it. If you really want a sincere response. Even if their response isn't sincere. Understand that, hey, you're not going to get a response, uh, a sincere response from this, this person. So guess what? Cut ties with that person. Don't deal with them anymore. No one said you had to deal with Kevin Hart. No one says you have to watch his movies, his stand-ups, any of these situations. If you're really that upset with the old tweets, which again, you can feel however you want to feel. I am in no way, shape, or form telling you that you cannot be upset with them. But if you're really that upset with these old tweets, why are you even paying attention to Kevin Hart, even though he's already apologized More than probably 10 times at this point. If you don't think the apology is sincere, just say, well, fuck that nigga and move on to the next comedian actor that you feel as though isn't problematic. It should be that simple. But again, it all starts with home. And there's a reason why you're still poking and picking on Kevin Hart and let me tell you that reason isn't because you feel so strongly uh, for uh, you have a strong support for the LGBT community that's the reason you're masking it as and I'm not saying that you're not an advocate of LGBT of the LGBT community you may be one a sincere advocate and ally but that's not the reason it's not the reason why you're poking at Kevin Hart reason is because you're unhappy and it starts with you the reason isn't because you don't feel his apology is insincere if you felt that way why continuously fuck with this individual why fuck with somebody that you clearly do not have faith in Kevin Hart don't mean shit to you he's nothing more to me than just a comedian that's no disrespect to Kevin Hart, but even if I didn't think his his apology was sincere, I'd be like, yeah, this nigga faking it. I'm on to the next one. Simple as that. I'm not going to keep holding him. I don't think Kanye's apologies for any fucking thing he says are sincere as fuck. I leave it at that and I say, yeah, fuck you and your fake ass apology. I'm on to the next uh you know, I'm doing what I'm doing. I don't keep poking at Kanye. No, I don't think you're sincere about the whole slavery was a choice comment. I don't think you're sincere about MAGA and all the other shit you said. Nah, man, like he ain't going to give me a sincere apology. I ain't going to waste my time looking for one from him either. So if you don't think Kev is being sincere, move the hell on. But at the end of the day, 
If you don't listen to anything else I say in this segment or just in this podcast in general, listen to this part. You need to work on you. It all starts at home. Everything starts at home. So if your reaction to whatever situation is, let me keep poking fun or not poking fun, but picking on this individual. It's because there's something wrong with you. It's because you don't have some type of control in your life that you wish you had or you do not think you have because you have it. You just don't know that you have it. You just don't think that you have it either, but you don't know that you have this control that you don't think you have. So poking at these celebs and trying to get them to do what you want them to do is your way of getting some type of control. It all starts at home, people. Work on that. Talk to somebody about it. Somebody professional, uh, you know, but just talk to somebody about it. Work on that and look how, see how your actions and your mindset will change whenever situations like this happen to any other celeb. On to the next segment. All right, so back, next segment. Uh, but before I get. <clears throat> Well, this is on the same segment, so let me just not say anything. But I will say this. I'm glad I do these segments, you know, uh, uh, not in the same day. I'm glad I have different, uh, well, you know, different uh, conversations in different segments because, damn, I was wrong about that Torrey situation. (laughs) Now, um... I got some more news about the Torrey situation. Like I said when I discussed it, I mean, you just heard it if you listened to my uh, the first segment. But basically what I said was that uh, from what he put out there uh, was that he, he was joking with this co-worker um, one, it wasn't really a co-worker uh, of his. It was just someone who did his makeup for his uh, show or whatever the fuck he's doing. But basically, I said that um, I mistakenly thought this was a one-time thing that he made this joke with this co-worker. Um, and the co-worker, rightfully so, but still felt offended, uh, sexually harassed by said joke. Now, I said that because he put out this statement apologizing or the statements through his press team, a press person, basically apologizing for the action that I believed it to be true, but I didn't think that it was done with malice. Again, the new information that I was presented to was... Once again, this isn't some co-worker. This is a makeup artist. That's number one. Number two is he repeatedly was doing this with, was doing this to this woman Uh, in person. And he, 
it when he thought for some re- well he thought it would work through DMs. Uh, this one time he DM'd her uh, with some nasty shit that he was saying to her uh, because he was telling it to her face and she was denying it the entire time. She made it clear, no, she's not interested in any type of sexual, any type of relationship with him, right? He persisted in person a number of times and before he took to her DMs and then she made it clear, hey, you know what? I'm just going to straight up tell people what it is, what you're doing. You out here being a hypocrite um, because you out here talking about how you um, do not stand for sexual predators and you're being a wild sexual predator. You, I've told you in person three times, at least three times, no, it's not going down between you and I and you still continue to do so. Now you're taking it to online that you now you're taking a sexual harassment from in person to online now. And you probably have more victims uh, than me. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm letting people know what's up about you. And then after Torre gets that type of, type of news, that's when he goes into Mr. Apologetic mode. Now... Am I saying that? Do I think that his apology literally right after she exposes that, yo, I'm going to tell people that you're this fucking creep and a hypocrite, basically, um, that he is sincere within his apology? I don't know. Maybe he was like, oh, shit, I've really been wilding and I'm sorry. But he could have he could also just be apologizing to try to you know, make amends and, and save face and say things like, hey, you know, please don't, please don't tell anybody and please don't show anybody this because, um, you know, I have a reputation to protect. Um, I do remember that he was let go, as it, it was said, uh, put, you know, fired basically, but he was let go of, uh, I forgot what channel this, this, uh, where this show is on or whatever. Uh, but I do remember hearing a couple months ago that, you know, he was dropped. He was basically let go. Um, and I'm assuming, and I think it's safe to assume really that this is the reason, uh, because of these allegations of this situation, um, that went down. Now, granted, like again, this this happened in two thousand and seventeen. Um, so that that that's just, I mean, it, it's something recent, and yeah, it happened. Uh, the harassment and stuff like that happened before uh, this R. Kelly doc aired, which I will share. Uh, my thoughts on the the response I've been seeing from people about that's why I'm talking about R. Kelly once again in this segment. But I just wanted to make it clear that uh, I got more information on that Torre shit, and yeah, Torre is guilty as fuck. Um, not to say that I didn't think he wasn't guilty of something before. Like I said, when he put out that press, that press release basically said. 
hey, yeah, I did it, but I didn't think I was doing much harm. And he probably didn't think for some reason that going up to this makeup artist every time and and saying the crazy things he was saying to her and um, to her face um, and stuff like that wasn't sexual harassment at all. Um, I'm not clear if he, you know, grabbed on her or touched her in any way. I just, I am aware of the things he would, he said to her, um, which are just wild, creepy things that he would say, but R. Kelly would say things like that. And the irony is Torres so against R. Kelly, but again, um, I'm not really surprised that the hypocrisy is a lot of hypocrites out there. Shit, there was a bunch of hypocrites on that documentary acting like they gave a fuck about the victims or, or other victims when they clearly didn't. It's a lot of hypocrite, uh, hypocritical celebs, uh, which I want to talk about too in this segment, who now want to distance themselves or make it public by saying, I'm distancing myself from R. Kelly. You know, you got Lady Gaga talking about some. She pulling all of her music. Well, the the song, I guess, she made with R. Kelly. Song or songs she made with R. Kelly off of every uh, downloading, music downloading platform that there is. So Spotify, iTunes, you know, uh, uh, Tidal. Any other music platform that may have uh, that song on there, she wants it pulled off. Um, supposedly, this song was made in 2015, I believe, or 2012. I think it was one of those older years. The fact of the matter is, whether it happened 2015, 2012, 2010, these allegations about R. Kelly are not brand new. These these rumors, these allegations, these truths, really, but these things where they've been, they, they were always around about Kelly. All these celebs, you got Lady Gaga, you got Future, who's talking about some, oh, who, you know, we need to not give R. Kelly the attention that uh, he's getting and, you know, uh, because it's given him, you know, uh, it's basically giving him more attention and making him look good when it's not. Even though people are not saying good things about him, it's still making him look good. But Future has, uh, Future is featured on an R. Kelly song, and he also has Future, uh, R. Kelly featured on one of his songs. And these are older songs as well. I believe these songs came out in 2012 as well. The thing is, 2012, you should have known about R. Kelly. 2011, you should have known about R. Kelly. 2010, you should have known about R. Kelly. 2009, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 1990 motherfucking 9, 1990 motherfucking 8, 6, at least probably 96, and I'm, and that, that probably, that's probably still, because I'm probably going to say, uh, how old was Aaliyah, uh, what year was it when I should ask when Aaliyah was fifteen and married to R. Kelly? Had to been ninety. If I'm taking a guess, ninety five maybe, probably. So I'm going to say go as low as nineteen ninety motherfucking five. 
all of these people, Future, Lady Gaga, Omarion, uh, well, uh, what is it, Marcus Houston, Omarion, one of them niggas, oh, Omarion, it's Omarion, Omarion, um, all these other celebs, but just to name those three, who are so against R. Kelly now, you've had well over 10 fucking years to know about these allegations, you knew, you just did not give a fuck. You knew before you hopped on a song with Kelly, you just wanted the future because of the popularity level. Lady Gaga has been proven to be a fake-ass, woke bitch many times, so I ain't, you know what I'm saying, I, I ain't surprised. Future's a dumbass to me, I ain't surprised. I don't really give a fuck about Omarion neither because of that whole Chris Stokes situation, how you gonna be against R. Kelly, but... You know, you were, uh, the thing is, you should be <laughs> empathetic and sympathetic with R. Kelly's victims since you were a victim of a sexual predator yourself. Okay? I can say allegedly, but, you know, what the fuck ever. What, whatever, man. I'm going to say allegedly. You are, allegedly, you are a victim of a sexual predator yourself. So, you should be more sympathetic and empathetic to uh, his victims, R. Kelly's victims. With that being said, if I was Mark, uh, Omarion or just anyone in B2K during that fucking time, um, I would have easily just not sided with Kelly. Because I would say, yo, if Kelly approached me, I would say, you have these victims and I w am a survivor of, you know, what you're putting these victims through. I will not stand for that. In fact, get the fuck out my face right now before I cut your fucking throat. I'd say that. That's exactly what I'd say if I was Omarion, okay? And I was, or just a, a, a victim of, a survivor of sexual assault, okay? But... I'm not surprised by the hypocrisy that these celebs are holding. So that's that. And if I didn't make my Torrey stance clear, because I know I, was, I hopped from Torrey to R. Kelly, what I basically want to wrap up the Torrey thing by saying is, um, do not be a hypocrite. <laughs> like, if you're going to come out and try to, and it's always the people who tend to try to put on the front of, I'm for this, I'm for that, or I'm against this, I'm against that. <sighs> Who are usually the hypocrites. Um, they're usually the ones lying. Um, not all the time, but certainly when people feel as though they got to jump on the uh, train of, hey, look, I'm an ally. Hey, hey look, I'm an ally, basically. Um there's something that there's they're hiding. There's something that is odd about it, especially if they are the one like Torre, uh, when that documentary first came out, uh, the first night, he's over here sharing the clips of, Hey guys, remember that interview I did when I asked R. Kelly uh if he liked teenage girls? Now I ain't gonna lie, that was some epic shit when I first saw it years ago. Um But again, like this is shit I knew. 
as a fucking teen. The same age as the girls he was fucking abducting and held holding captive. I knew about this shit. So I find it really, really hard to believe that Lady Gaga... <laughs> you know, that's how Kanye says her name. But uh, I find it real hard to believe that Lady Gaga, um, Future, Omarion, and all these other celebs who are so anti-R. Kelly now that it's popular to be anti-R. Kelly, um, that they didn't know about it. These are celebs who are much older than me. These are celebs 10 years older than me. If if not 10, 10, 15 years older than me. They're not like they're not like 20 years older than me. Well, probably Gaga is. I don't know how old she is. But um, yeah, I mean, these are celebs who are older than I am. So they should have known. They've been living longer. So they should have known. I don't think Future's 10 years older than me, though. I don't think he's 37. He's probably in his early 30s or whatever. Um, or if not, he's got to be in his late 20s. But Gaga definitely is older than me. And Omarion is definitely older than I am. I was a kid when Omarion and B2K and them were teenagers. So that's how I know. He has to be at least 10 or 15 years older than me. But they should all know. They should all know is what I'm saying. Torre, I'm definitely looking at you like the same type of creeps that I despise. Because what y'all do is make men, again, look bad. And then there's more situations of women feeling fear and uh, afraid to uh, interact with men. Not just in the workplace, but in general. Because you got creeps like Torre, like R. Kelly, who just want to use their power, their anything, uh, just to use their power, not just their, uh, uh, you know, power within work, their position, but power because of their, uh, they, their gender to, to try to get women to do things for them. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it just makes it harder for, uh, men who aren't out here raping and being a creep. It really does. And I don't blame the fear that women have and have vocalized that they have of uh, interactions with men. I don't like that it's that way, but in no way, shape or form am I saying that this is an irrational fear that women have because it's not an irrational fear. They have every right to feel the fear that they have because of the actions of creep-ass men. But all I ask is I hope um, that not every woman is going to believe that all men are as creeps as, as much as a creep as these motherfuckers. Torrey, Nara Kelly, Harvey Weinstein, uh... You know, all these other motherfuckers out here. So that's all I can hope and and, and, and and pray for. And obviously, as a man who isn't a creep, who isn't a rapist, all I can do is not only one, but lead by example of how not to, uh, you know, uh, do that shit. I have to be very mindful of my interactions with women. And stuff. All this shit really has. I've always been mindful of my interactions with women. 
I'm not going to say I haven't fucked up and, 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 uh, you know what I'm saying? Like said something that was, was probably inappropriate. Like, oh, like, like compliment her ass or, you know, some shit like that. Uh, but you know, obviously with age became, it was more with wisdom, but this is definitely one of those situations. Um, and now that we're living in basically times where everyone is on edge. And I think I mentioned this. If not, it's, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I say so much shit in these podcasts. Shit I said last week, I feel as though I said years ago. But everybody is on edge. Rightfully so, but everybody's on edge. So, um, I understand the the uh, deep emotions everyone is having of fear or just being very, very cautious of their interactions, especially with the opposite sex. I'm very aware of how I not only speak to women. I'm, I'm taking very, again, I was always precautious of it, but now I'm taking extra, 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 extra precaution of not only how I speak to women, but, and th- I've always done this too. People, women who have told me like you, you're not, how come you seem super timid or like you at, like they're, they've said to me that they, don't know if, you know, I'm comfortable with them touching me or hugging me and stuff because I've never really made the first move. Well, I was always the one that was always had the fear that, hey, I don't want to be one. I don't want to be the the can I get a hug ass nigga and it be an awkward ass hug. That's number one, because I've seen plenty of dudes like that. And it's like, Bro, like you look desperate as fuck. I and, and I'm laughing at you, and I don't want to look like you or be laughed at by someone else who notices how awkward this situation is right now because I I'm being a can I get a hug ass nigga? <laughs> nah, um, but at the same time, it was always a boundaries thing to me. It was yes, I understand. There are women who like a man to quote take control, um, and I have no problem with that. But we have to establish boundaries. And what I mean by that is, I need to know what your boundaries are. If it's okay for me to, you know, hug you when we meet, it, it, it's this isn't just a. This is more so my interaction with women who. I am not in a relationship with. If I'm in a relationship with a woman, obviously we're going to know what's what's good and what's not, you know, good to do. And I've never been in a relationship with a woman who didn't give a fuck, uh who didn't mind me grabbing her ass in in public or just grabbing her ass in general or just coming up and hugging her and kissing her and stuff like that. Obviously, I've never really done that shit. Well, I can't say obviously, y'all don't really know me like that, but I've never really done that to a woman who I wasn't dating, but something as simple as a hug or a, uh, you know, a, 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 a pat on the back or something like that, you know, these are things that if you're talking to a woman who happens to be just a friend or a coworker or whatever, or just not someone you're in a romantic rela- relationship with, 
These are things that you have to discuss and establish a ruling for. Because every woman is different. That's number one. Some women don't mind if a guy just comes up to them and hugs them. But some women do. Some women don't mind if a man is a bit too touchy when it comes to them talking. They could be laughing and he could easily just, you know, have brushed on her shoulder just a bit or her forearm and stuff. But some women do mind that. And I'm not saying in any way, shape or form that the women who do mind that there's something wrong with them. Nor am I saying there's something wrong with the women who don't mind that. Everybody is different, like I said. Uh, But... You know, uh, boundaries need to be established. And the only way we can do that is to do a conversation Um, and listening, of course. And uh, a number of men, we 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 aren't willing to listen. We'll sit and wait until the woman starts stops talking. And then we say, Something we take offense to something she says instead of saying, "Okay, yes, as a man, I yes, as a man, I may not have been guilty of said action and what she said she experienced, but I know men who are like this. I've seen men react this way, um, and it, this can't be just a type of uh, a thing to where you're just looking at like, well." Just because I'm a man and those are men that, that I, I, and I don't do that, that I can't, that I'm not going to say anything. No, this is a, something that we have to stop doing and we have to uh, basically look at other men and as men hold them accountable um, for these actions and speak up so we don't make those same mistakes, Right. Those same bad choices, I should say, because a lot of the men who do it, it's not, uh, uh, you know, I'm not going to say a lot, but there are some men who do it and it's not a mistake. Some of them do it because they're actually freaking creeps. They're actually, uh, they get off on, you know, this supposed power strip that, you know, belittling, belittling women or making them feel defenseless, uh, you know, they get off on that shit. So, I can't say at this point that's a mistake. It's just a choice. It, it, it's a choice. It's a bad choice because no one should get off on some stupid shit like that. Some creep shit like that. But, um, if you're a man who doesn't do those things, we have to, we meaning me, myself included, okay? We have to make sure that when we see shit like that happening, we have to speak up against it. Not only because it will possibly teach that other guy a lesson, he, he'll see that, hey, maybe, you know, one or two things will happen. And granted, yes, altercations can happen. You know, whatever. But one or two things can happen. The man can see, oh shit, there's men out here who aren't like me. I can't be outward with this. He's going to feel shamed to be a creep. And he's going to 
you know, if he wants to survive up in here, out out here, because you know that's evolution. He's gonna have to, you know, adapt to how the world is, and the world isn't uh, isn't accepting of his behavior. He's then gonna have to change. Or force a change, by the way, change but via force because if he wants to, you know, uh, adapt, he's going to have to force, force, uh, forcibly change. Um, or he can naturally change. He can say, wow, I really, you know, didn't think what I was doing was wrong, but now since this man or a number of other men uh, called me out for it. Maybe I should step back. Now, it shouldn't be just because it shouldn't be because another man or a number of other men called one guy out that he then realizes what he was doing to these women is wrong because we got to listen to women. We got to cherish them and stuff. But um it, it, it should have, whatever he was doing wrong should have stopped whenever one of the women said, don't do that. No, you don't do that. It should have ended right there. Should never began from the first place. But since it happened, it should have ended. It should have never continued. So that's one reason. The other reason is basically to show women that, hey, we're not all like these creeps out here. We're not all like Torre and R. Kelly. That we're not all also complicit with it like Future and Omarion. We're not all going to sit back and allow this type of shit to happen because we're not getting hurt by it. We're not the victims of it. So, that is that. I know I was gonna. I, I know I said I was gonna talk about R. Kelly as well. Just the reaction I've seen people um, have. Um, like I said, my thoughts still. My my thoughts still stand <laughs> from uh, you know what I said last week, depending on the documentary. I also feel as though there was, again I still felt that it was pointless to watch the rest of the documentary especially from what I heard it was very repetitive from the parts that I already was aware of uh so it the whole sits part uh documentary felt more like a it should have just been one one or two because I feel I I, I Felt as though after two, after two, the same shit was being said over and over again from part one and two, mainly part one though. So there was really no point in uh, having multiple parts, but that's just my thoughts. But my thoughts still stand. All right. It's late night. I'm yawning. It is what it is, but my thoughts still stand. I still believe that uh, the victims who took part in 
the soliciting of these teenage girls should go down. This is a set rink that you, in order to take down R. Kelly, you need to take down everybody else involved. His ex-wife is clearly involved. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I think she's clearly involved. I think that she is um, the only reason why she stopped fucking with Kelly is because Kelly didn't stop cheating. That's simple, simple as that. Had she been the only girl that R. Kelly was fucking, but he was still keeping these sets slaves, but for his his homies and his 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 affiliates to fuck with, and he wasn't fucking any of them, I think she'd be complicit with this. Because she clearly is keeping the Kelly name. I, I, I'm saying she's keeping the Kelly name because of the attention it's given her, the money it's given her, uh, you know, being R. Kelly's ex-wife. That that and him being so controversial once again, that's going to get her get people to want to get to know her and question her and stuff like that. Um, and interview her and stuff. So that's part of it. Others are saying things like, "Well, some victims of sexual assault, it it you know, it's so crazy because they then start to blame themselves and normalize the behavior." of uh what they went to what what they went through um and i can say that you know i knew someone who was raped and it was at some point she blamed herself for said raping and i had to constantly remind her no it wasn't your fault no this man should not have done this to you um and yeah, she eventually got that through her head, but there were points where she felt as though she was responsible for what happened to her. And again, like I said, I had to constantly remind her, no, it's not. It's the rapist's fault. Um, to the point where she didn't press charges on the man, she didn't go forth with anything. Uh, I still think that the dude is free till this day. Um, and I'm not going to say it in my, uh, Deontay Wilder voice, cause that's not a good thing. That's, it's not a good thing that this man, uh, this happened, I want to say in 2013, 2012, 2013, man, 2012 was a wild year. People was making music with rapists, rapists getting away with rape, man, shit. Anyways, it happened back in those days, right? Well, I say that. Like it happened a hundred years ago, but it happened either twenty twelve or thirteen. I'm leaning more toward thirteen, but it happened, right? It happened. Uh, no, actually, it was twenty twelve. Okay, twenty twelve. I'm I'm giving it. I, I don't care where in twenty nineteen. Now I'm giving twenty twelve the year of the rapist, because or the uh, the year of the under under. Uh, underground rapists because people made music with, with sexual predator rapists and that went under the radar and then you got this guy who uh got away with rape so yeah i'm calling 2012 that year go ahead and 
get mad at anybody who had a great 2012, you know? But, um, and I'm not making light of rape or anything else like that. I, you know me, my sarcasm, my comedy level, I guess my brand of humor is, you know, twisted at times. But I'm definitely calling that nigga out. I'm calling out R. Kelly, of course, and calling out all the hypocrites. I'm not saying that, you know, what they did is a laughable offense. No, what I'm saying is these motherfuckers need to be rotting under the fucking prison. And yeah, I'm upset at, at the end of the day, she was, she didn't press charges and she didn't go forth with it. And her explanation was she just wanted to move on and live her life from the situation. I've never been raped. I cannot tell you how it is to be a rape victim. Therefore, I cannot say that how she handled it was wrong, was the wrong or right way. If I was her, I would have handled it differently or I think I would have handled it differently. Once again, I'm going to say that because I've never been raped. So I cannot talk as if I am a rape victim. And what I would or wouldn't have, what I would have done and what I wouldn't have done if I've never been a victim. So what I think I would have done was the complete opposite of what she decided to do. That's that. Um, but just, just, just my overall thoughts. Again, um, I do not change anything that I said about the documentary it was a good documentary it just was repetitive of as fuck to the point to where um definitely there's no point in watching it to 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 rerun this shit there's really no point in watching reruns of it because the entire documentary was a rerun within itself um i think that within the uh third to sixth part they should have opened up a more discussion, uh, based, uh, opened up, uh, again, a more discussion based, uh, um, type of thing where they could have talked about other shit. Um, and it did bring up a lot. I'm not going to front. It did bring up a lot to discuss about, but I can think of a lot more that this, that the documentary could have brought up, um, such as, the it was mentioned, but it really wasn't brought up like that in a doc, in a doc, uh, such as the protection of our black girls and black women, right? That should have been a a deep discussion, but it didn't really go as far as in uh, anything other than the victims making comments about it. But then continuing saying what they were saying, um, you know, what continue saying what they were saying. Uh, you know, I I won't name the rest, but because I don't want to make the podcast too long, but pretty much it could have been done differently. Is what I'm saying. There's really no point in watching a rerun. In fact, the only reason why someone will watch, uh, should watch. The rerun of this documentary, to me at least, is because they did not catch it when it first came out. And then ultimately that would make it their first time watching the documentary. 
All I'm saying is after part two, it you pretty much get a repeat of part one and two. So uh, that's the only spoiler I'm going to give you. And and I don't believe uh, some of the victims. And R. Kelly, yes, is a creep-ass nigga. So is his brothers. So is his peoples. So is all the other liars. The parents are still to blame. A number of the parents are still to blame. My thoughts last week have not changed one bit. <laughs> they, they they haven't. They haven't changed any anything. I still think all the niggas who are defending Kelly in, uh, in a way by saying shit like, these girls, these young girls are fast as hell, or blah, 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 like, let's not act like, you know, or how about you just go worry about the granite. I understand worrying up or people uh, should should take more awareness of, um, you know, the predators in their life. They out here paying attention to the R. Kelly doc while ignoring the fact that they they know these predators. Um, and what I mean by that is they know them because those predators are their brothers, their sisters, their cousins, their aunts, their uncles, their dad, their mom. You know, their neighbors, even their best friends, their co-workers. Like they know these people are, you know, whoever they are, these people are in their life. And these people are predators preying on young girls, preying on young boys. Um, and those people are, are ignoring those folks. And ignoring the signs when I'm pretty sure. They could easily pick up um, if they start looking at these folks. They're going to see some of the same types of behavior that was exhibited in the documentary that these people hold, uh, have. Uh, the exhibit in the documentary, uh, you know, R. Kelly's behavior and all the other predators' behavior. And these people are going to share the same things. So just be mindful of that. And uh, yeah, like I mentioned before, ain't much change, ain't nothing change. All I got to say is Torre is a fucking creep. On to the last segment. All right. So I know I said last segment, but you know, uh, it was... I was talking about Nicki Minaj basically uh, claiming to expose Meek Mill's secrets. I might talk about that next week. I recorded that entire segment and then once again with the tech issues, I'm recording on the Anchor app. I love the app, don't get me wrong, but I'm real tired of the tech issues. Don't worry, I have a remedy for that. Um, that should work. Um, but that does not mean, no, I'm not going to stop uploading on anchor and stuff i'm just not going to record said segments on anchor anymore i'm going to record via the device uh the recording device and then upload them and obviously you're going to hear the episodes uh wherever you're listening to this podcast wherever the lovely people over at the anchor app distribute these uh episodes but that'll be the end of this episode where let's talk about a podcast with your host Ernest you love Ernest same guy 
different name. Timestamps, as usual, will be in the description box below. Um, thank you for listening. Until next time, until next episode, stay black if you're black. Stay beautiful. Black Lives Matter. And I'm out. Peace.